Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, The Amazing Mets from 1969. 1969, man performed two feats that staggered the imagination of the American public. One took place in mid-July, 250,000 miles from planet Earth, when man first landed on the moon. The other took place in October, here on planet Earth on a baseball diamond, when the 101 underdog New York Mets became the world champions of baseball. How did the American public react to both events? They used one word. Amazing! The New York Mets had only been a team in Major League Baseball since 1962. They were one of MLB's first expansion teams. The Mets were founded to replace two teams who had left the New York area after the 1957 season. The Brooklyn Dodgers moved to Los Angeles, and the New York Giants moved to San Francisco. The other expansion team in 1962 was the Houston Colt 45s, who after just three seasons would be renamed the Houston Astros. Cheater, cheater. For the 1969 season, MLB added four more expansion teams, the Kansas City Royals, the Seattle Pilots, the San Diego Padres, and the Montreal Expos. Because of these expansion teams, the 1969 season was the first season of divisional play in Major League Baseball. The Mets were assigned to the newly created National League East. In their seven previous seasons, the Mets never had a winning season. They lost at least 100 games in five of their first seven seasons. The Mets had trailed the Chicago Cubs for the majority of the 69 season, but in August, they won 14 of their last 17 games. In September, they passed the Cubs. Then, on September 24th, in a home game against the St. Louis Cardinals, the seemingly impossible happened. Ground ball is short. This could be it. championship of the Eastern Division of the National League. Look at that scene. They can't hold the fans. The Mets are being swapped. The Mets had clinched the National League Eastern Divisional Championship and would now be playing in the National League Championship Series, the final step before the World Series. They finished the regular season eight games ahead of the Cubs with 100 wins and 62 losses. It was one of the biggest turnarounds in the history of Major League Baseball. It's a legendary season that's been referenced in several movies and TV shows, including Everybody Loves Raymond, Men in Black 3, and the 1977 George Burns and John Denver film, Oh God. The last miracle I did was the 1969 Mets. Believe it or not, the morning after their huge victory, as a special surprise to their fans, they went into Bell Sound Studio in New York to record an album. In 1969, The Amazing Mets was released on Buddha Records. Nice game, pretty boy. The album opens with Heart, a cover song from the Yankees. Everyone knows they play the win. Sorry, the damn Yankees. No, no, no. The 1955 musical Damn Yankees, with music and lyrics by Richard Adler and Jerry Ross. 
Heart was actually a crossover hit from the show, and it peaked at number six when Eddie Fisher recorded his version. As was mentioned on the top of the show, the Mets would go on to win the World Series. That happened on October 16th, when they beat the Baltimore Orioles four games to one. On October 19th, not only did they appear on the Ed Sullivan Show, they performed Heart. Well, look who's assembling on our stage. Here they are, ladies and gentlemen. Here they are, the champion Mets singing, You've Gotta Have Heart. So let's have a fine... That clip is on YouTube, and I highly recommend looking it up. The team is all dressed in suits, and they're just standing there lip-syncing along to the track, including a then 22-year-old future Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan, who's barely even trying to lip-sync when he gets his close-up. I'll post a clip of it on social media, so make sure you're following at Bizarre Albums on Twitter and Instagram. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Of the album's 10 listed tracks, six of them are Mets-based parody songs. One of them is simply called The Mets Ball Game. You can probably guess what song that's a parody of, but if not, I'll just let the Goo Goo Dolls tell you. Here's The Mets. Parodies were all written by the album's producers, Stan Vincent and Mike Duckman. On his own, Stan Vincent is probably best known for writing and producing the Five Stair Steps top ten hit, Ooh Child. Ooh Child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh Child, things will get brighter. Together, 
Vincent and Duckman had a top 10 hit for Lou Christie in 1969 called I'm Gonna Make You Mine. Here, they collaborate for an adaptation called Mets Hallelujah. The album has one original track that Stan Vincent wrote specifically for it, Green Grass of Shea, Shea being Shea Stadium, where the Mets played for 45 seasons until it was demolished in 2009. As was the case with a lot of albums from the 60s, no musicians are credited anywhere. The only credits beside the producers, arrangers, and the Mets players, more on that in a minute, is conducted by Dave Bullman. And this record is his only conducting credit. Back of the album has pictures of each player. Well, almost. Because there's a note that reads, Photographs not available of Jack DeLauro and Robert Feel. Even manager Gil Hodges is pictured and credited, as well as some of the team's coaches, including Hall of Famer Yogi Berra, credited here under his real name, Lawrence Berra. Aside from having a Hall of Fame career, Berra was also known for his yogiisms. Some examples being... 90% of baseball is mental. The other half is physical. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. And it ain't over till it's over. Which in 1991 was the title of Lenny Kravitz's first top 10 hit. Kansas City is a song that was written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller in 1952. Wilbert Harrison was the first person to have a hit with it, but over the years it's been covered by over 300 artists, including James Brown, Little Richard, The Beatles, and the 69 Mets with their parody, We're Going to Win the Series.
album was recorded at Bell Sound Studios in New York. The studio had opened in the late 50s, and prior to the Mets recording, Bell Sound hosted recording sessions for artists such as Count Basie, Ike and Tina Turner, and Ray Charles. Before closing in 1976, the studio was also the recording spot for sessions with the Rolling Stones, Kiss, and John Lennon. The album closes out with another parody, this time a parody of an Oscar-winning song, Never on Sunday. Never on Sunday is actually a Greek song from a Greek film of the same name that I will butcher if I try to say the Greek title. In 1960, it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song, which was a first for a foreign language film. The Mets version is titled La 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 La. It's not listed on the back cover of the album, but there is actually one more track. It's listed on the actual vinyl, and it's just labeled Locker Room Chatter. And that's literally what it is. And that goes on for 3 minutes and 40 seconds. Moving on. The album was released on Buddha Records. The label started just two years prior and was headed by ex-MGM Records executive and future Casablanca Records founder, Neil Bogart. Bogart even wrote a blurb for the back cover of The Amazing Mets. And now to read that blurb is actor, comedian, and New York Mets fan, John Ross Bowie. There will be more penance and there will be World Series victories, but there will never be more excitement than there was on September 24th, 1969, the day the Amazing Mets clinched the National League East Divisional Championship. On this album, you'll hear the magic of the champagne-drenched locker room, the incredible electricity of the fans, and, as a special surprise, the morning after, when the Mets decided to step up to the microphone at Bell Sound and take a swing at the recording world. Listening to this album, you will experience many emotions. You'll feel your heart pounding a little faster when you hear what it was like in that locker room that September evening. You'll laugh and want to sing along as the Mets make a hit record. You'll get the warm feeling that every Mets fan has for a great bunch of guys. But most of all, you'll know by the time the album is played through that the Mets are winners. In 1967... Buddha Records released the first album by Captain Beefheart and his Magic Band. That record, Safe as Milk, was basically a pop rhythm and blues album. Two years later, they would team up with Frank Zappa to make their extremely bizarre album, Trout Mask Replica. But that is for another time. 
Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Faxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.